Hey guys, Isabel here. Today we are going to be talking about how I overcame my anxiety and depression. So I'll give you a quick little brief backstory. If you are not familiarized with the rest of my podcast, I suggest you go back and start from the beginning. (laughs) So from the bottom, work your way up. I had a really rough time when my diagnosis came through with anxiety and depression because it came alongside with my thyroid. And so it was this horrible time of my life. I wish to never be back or ever go through something health-wise similar to that ever again because it was terrifying, to be honest. And so... Um, I had a lot of symptoms and I obviously did not know what was wrong with me. I went to so many hospitals, to so many doctors. I, I was completely overwhelmed making phone calls every single day of my life at the time calling advocates from the hospital to advocate for me because obviously I had no insurance and you know going through community places takes forever and I felt like I was dying and the clock was ticking and the bomb would soon be exploding and (laughs) nine years later I am still here no bomb ever (laughs) exploded so that's a good thing My symptoms. My symptoms were extremely off and weird. And I was at work one day when suddenly I just felt that everything started spinning. Called my mom. I told her I had to go home or I had to go to the hospital because this sense of uh, dizziness of, of spinning was out of the world. And so she takes me to the hospital, and there is where my journey started. Hospital, emergency room after emergency room, doctor visits specialist, neurologist, um, ears, nose, and throat, cardiologist, everything and every exam you can think of. And nothing was wrong. Nothing was wrong. I, I said, how is it possible that I'm feeling like this and nothing is wrong? Like, how? Something has to be wrong. I thought I was going to be one of those one in a million cases on TV. That's how bad I felt. And so my all-time feeling was dizziness. My intense amount of dizziness was so, so, so devastating. I could not stand on my feet. I had to crawl to the bathroom. I had to hold on to the uh, faucet sink thing and I quit my job I went on uh, medical leave it was a complete mess on top of the dizziness I had other symptoms such as short of breath I felt like somebody was sitting on my chest like I couldn't breathe like I was going out of breath I was grasping for air that is what it felt like to me Then I started to get depression because I started to get depressed with my current situation. My parents, my family, my job, the income, money, bills, all that just piled up on me and it made me sick. So 
like I said, if you may not know exactly my history, where I come from, and everything that has happened in my life, I would suggest you go back into my other podcasts because that will just um, give you more of a little background story. So fast forward to time. Um, I was a little bit more stable. I was already diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and some thyroid issue. So, all right, I'm like, okay, it seems like we can get on track. I was given medication, and I soon started feeling better. But one thing that I do attribute my my wellness improving was the fact that I had a life change. I left everything in San Bernardino and started off fresh. And I know that sometimes... It may seem hard to do or accomplish that it seems like, oh, yeah, it's easy to just move from one city to another just like that, right? It's not. But sometimes your body asks for change and you need to give it change. So I moved with my boyfriend 70 miles from home. I was in a new place. My scenery was completely different. It was new. Um, I now live in the south side of Los Angeles, beach cities. So I have Redondo Beach. I have Hermosa Beach. I have San Pedro. I have uh, Rancho Palos Verdes around me. I have trails. I have tons of parks, tons of places to go visit. And I swear by that, that is what helped me improve my health. I became stabilized because of my medication, but overall, starting fresh, being in a new environment and in a new place, um, yes, although I was leaving one thing and really taking on a bigger load because I was going from being a daughter whom did really very little at home to having to do everything for myself here at home for my husband boyfriend at the time and so like I said I think that is also something that helped me um, overcome my anxiety and my depression because then I had chores I had mandatory chores to do at home I had to just lay there and do nothing and be sick and cry and feel like I was chained to my bed and so um, that is a thing that I think also helped me Besides medication and finally getting a diagnosis of depression, anxiety, along with my hypothyroidism. Because I do have a slow thyroid function, which means I gain weight for no apparent reason. And I did gain weight. Um, I I would put on pounds more faster than anyone would because my metabolism is extremely slow as a slug. Um... It honestly has been a roller coaster. However, I will say that it did help me a lot. I did improve my my life just completely gave a turn. I became happy. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I started going out more with my boyfriend um, to parks for lunches. Um, you know, doing doing house chores that were mandatory that I had no option. I had no one to do for me. So, distraction is key. You have to um, distract yourself from your feelings, okay? Um, It is hard, but you have to 
distract yourself, whether it be go outside for a quick run, go out for a quick walk, read a book, go in the shower, lay down and relax, and ease your mind of these racing thoughts. You obviously have to know your body, and that is something I also discovered and worked on. I'm getting to know my body better and diagnosing and uh, recognizing my symptoms because every time I got an anxiety attack or I was going through anxiety, I thought I was dying and I would end up in the hospital and nothing was wrong. So that is also another major key point. Knowing your symptoms and staying occupied. The minute you feel that something is off, boom, do something, get something, let somebody know, you know what, I'm having a little anxiety attack, talk to me, tell me something, get me talking. So you just don't put too much mind into it because the moment you put mind into it, you panic and you make it worse. Why? Because your mind controls your body and you're going to control yourself and you're going to think that what you are thinking is correct and it is not. So I recommend that you start going out more often. So obviously you want to be comfortable, you want to feel safe and you want to be confident with doing these things. Do not force yourself. But yes, push yourself a little bit every time, a little bit more and a little bit more until you reach the door and get outside to the park for a walk, for a run, Take your kids to the swings. I don't know. Anything. But get distracted. Take time to yourself. Go to the salon. Get your nails done. Get a pedicure. Pedicure. Get a pedicure. Get a massage. Anything will help. It's hard when you panic. And it's hard not panicking. But the moment you realize and you diagnose your symptoms and that these are the ones that come from anxiety... You can automatically say, okay, this has happened to me before. I am not going to panic because nothing is going to happen to me. I'm going to be okay. Take some deep breaths. Lay down. Take five to ten minutes. Even if you're at work, let them know, hey, I'm getting an anxiety attack. Can you give me ten minutes to refresh in myself? And you will be okay. That is a major help in your mental health, your sanity, It is important and don't be afraid to ask for help. I will say everybody's symptoms are different and that is why I say learn to listen to your body. Your body will warn you. The next thing is for me avoiding sugars okay and by sugars I mean every kind of sugar you can think of. A sugared water, juice, uh, jelly from peanut butter and jelly sandwiches um any kind of spread that is too sweet sweets as such as pastries cakes muffins um cheesecakes anything that is sweet you need to stay away from there's three reasons why i stay away from sweets one it alters my anxiety two it makes me gain weight and three it gives me headaches So, for those three reasons, I choose to not have sweets ever. Yes, from time to time, I will pick at a candy, I will get a piece of cake at a party, but I limit my sweets intake and my caffeine. So, no coffee, no decaf, no nothing. 
if you are struggling oh my god i'm sorry if you're struggling to find out and figure try avoiding sugary sweets stuff for one month challenge yourself for one month and you will see the difference and the moment you re-put that into your body it's going to react so quick you're gonna be like wow all this time i've been triggering my anxiety with my sweets intake yes it's hard but it's not impossible and your health matters and this comes first rather than sweets is what i say um the next thing i want to touch base on is getting help If you need a psychiatrist, if you need a psychologist, do not worry about what people will do and say about your situation, okay? Your mental health matters. Your stability matters. And if you have to go to a psychiatrist, don't think you're crazy. Don't let these people influence you on thinking, I'm crazy because I'm going to a psychiatrist. It does not mean that you're crazy, okay? Kudos to you if you get up and you say, I need the help. Now, if you need the help, sometimes, depending on the severity of your situation, they will offer you medication. And here is where the good stuff comes in. I am nobody to tell you to take medication, but I will say there is millions of people suffering of health problems whom don't have a pill to feel better, a pill to take that pain away. And if we are in the States, we have the resources, we have the ability, and we can get these things, benefit from them. Go to therapy if you have to. It's nothing unusual. It is very helpful. It helps a lot. If you need medication, that is up to you. You can go to your doctor and say, hey, look, I'm feeling like this. I want medication, but I want a short-term medication, okay? So your doctor will know exactly what plan and what treatment to give you for a short amount of time, get you off of it, and let you improve on your own. And that is absolutely up to you. Whatever you want to do, whether you want a long-term or short-term medication, you have control of that. You let your doctor know and they will take care of you. Another thing is dosage. If you're going to go with medication, try to stay with the lowest dose possible. Because if you ever want to wean yourself, it will be easier. Let's say you go from a 10 milligram to an 80 milligram. When you want to wean off, guess what? You can't stop cold turkey. Okay, You have to wean yourself off from either 5 to 10 milligrams at a time. So if you're at 80, you have to go from 80 to 90, from 90, uh, I'm sorry, from 80 to 70, from 70 to 60, from 60 to 50, slowly. And this is not going to be from one day to another, okay? So keep that in consideration. Um, Keep your dose at the minimal as possible. And when it's time to let go, you'll have an easier time uh, letting go of it. It won't be that long. It won't be excruciating. You won't have withdrawal symptoms because that's another thing. You do not want to stop 
a depression or anxiety medication cold turkey or without your doctor's supervision you must let your doctor know you can't just stop because then you're going to go instantly downhill it's gonna be worse and then in order to get you back up to where you were before you stopped you might need an increase because that's exactly what you did you damaged your pattern so please do not stop your medication get a low dose let your doctor know if you want a treatment that is a short term long term in the meanwhile you figure out yourself the next thing i'm going to say is if you get a pill make sure it's pregnancy safe if you are a woman you want to have something that will be safe during pregnancy so if you want to get pregnant Either you continue drinking it, or if you stop drinking it, you're pregnant and you need it, you can drink it. A lot of medications are certified and are proven to show, uh, to cause birth defects. And that's exactly what you do not want in the back of your head, in the back burner while you're pregnant. So take those three things into consideration. Therapy, dosage and what kind of pill and let me tell you if that pill you're drinking two or three days and it makes you worse stop it do not keep drinking it let your doctor know immediately they can switch you to something else and you can start something else it it's not supposed to make you sick okay no pill for anxiety or depression will make you sick before it helps you that's just not the way those pills work However, if you decide to go on medication, please drink your medication every single day. These medications work by the day. They don't work when you have anxiety and you say, hey, I need my medicine, give it to me now. Boom, 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 boom. No, you have to drink it day by day. So this is something you need to think about and consider. And like I said, if you want a short term, that's okay. Don't be afraid of medications. Don't fall for the medication shamming. There is people that are against it, and that's okay, I respect that, but there is people that will have to and need medication to be okay, and that's okay. You're not the first one, you're not the last one to do so. You know, there's so many uh, medication-controlled illnesses out in the world. I drink medication for my thyroid and my high blood pressure ever since I gave birth, and, you know, I'm glad that there's an option And I don't have to die of a stroke because there is no medication, right? So the best thing to do is just distract yourself. Do not panic. Get some therapy. Um, If you drink medication, you guys already, I already just told you guys what to do, what you think about. And you will have your life back together. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mental illness is serious. Do not ignore it. Do not think that it's just you. Do not think that, no, you're not the first one and you're definitely not the last one to get diagnosed with some sort of mental illness. You are okay. You will be okay. And things will get better. Okay? So, that is all that I have to say for today's episode on how I overcame my anxiety and depression. What helped me? What has helped me? And another thing is getting some cardio. Sorry, I know, I forgot about that. Get some cardio in. Go to the gym, exercise, get some fresh air, deep breaths. That'll help you. There's a lot of sources. There's a lot of applications of meditation, yoga, relaxation. Look around. You are not alone. Okay? 
thank you all so much for watching. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I will continue to bring on more. If you have any questions or you would like to request anything, please message me at my Instagram at Isabel underscore CHD. If you want to remain anonymous about a situation, please let me know and I will bring it on the air and I will share it with whoever is listening to my podcasts. Thank you so much and you see the light at the end of the tunnel.